so let's talk about um, cell multiplication and evangelism. Now, one of the things that I believe many cell leaders miss is why the cell exists, which is to make disciples. And obviously, if it is to make disciples, then ultimately the disciple will have to lead other new believers, thus cell multiplication. And I think that the reason why many of our cells, they grow, then you lose people, they grow, then you lose people, is because there is no clear vision and intentional strategy towards multiplying. And therefore, you gather people for a while, and then because they haven't been empowered to reproduce themselves, they drop off. And uh, I want to encourage you, if you're thinking about growing yourself, from the onset, you must have in its heartbeat multiplication. Uh, the Great Commission, we all know, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, is about discipleship. It's about teaching them to observe the things that we have received from our Lord Jesus Christ. And the heart of cell multiplication, why we want ourselves to multiply, is two things, evangelism and discipleship. Evangelism and discipleship. That is why we want ourselves to multiply. And any church and cell that adopts the principle of fulfilling the great commission of our Lord Jesus will have this at its heart, whereby eventually they will multiply. So evangelism is not simply a key to the growth of a cell. Alongside with discipleship, it is the main purpose of the cell. Evangelism and discipleship are the main purpose of the cell. Whatever your emphasis, whether the cell has a special interest or whether the cell is a classic Bible study cell, if it doesn't have evangelism and discipleship at the heart, it will stagnate and eventually it will die. Eventually the cell will cease to exist. I know because I've seen it happen so many times. I've seen cells, I remember once in our history, one cell had 40 people going. One cell. But it died. Why? There was no discipleship element with the view of multiplication. So it eventually died. Because the leader and the leaders could not reproduce themselves in others. And so I want you to leave this place with a clear vision, mandate of evangelism and discipleship in order to multiply the cell. You have to have the multiplication of your cell as key because evangelism cannot be an option. And evangelism is not door knocking. Door knocking is one of the multiplicity of strategies. I believe in door knocking. I believe door knocking works today. If you don't believe me, ask the Jehovah's Witness and ask all the politicians. All the politicians believe in door knocking. It's only evangelical Christians who these days don't believe in door knocking because they're too shy of their faith and don't like being rejected. But actually, politicians believe in door knocking and Jehovah's Witness and Mormons and the cults, they still believe in it. We don't, and so we don't see much. But not everybody has the courage to do door knocking. So rather than us being honest and say we're too chicken, um, and, and uh, we, we don't want to, just be honest, I mean, I don't want to knock on someone and say, what do you want, mate? What? No, I'm not interested. Bang. But 
One thing I heard one of our, uh, our pastors say, which was amazing, Andrew Quarting, he was saying, he was sharing with me when I went to preach in this church about how their, their, their vision for, their strategy rather for door knocking is very simple. They are not interested in those who are not interested. <laughs> so when they knock on your door and you are not interested, they know you're not for them. So they just move on. And that's how they got an Iranian family who are now part of the church, who got baptized the other day. Because they just keep doing that. So they, they believe that there are people in their community waiting for them. So they just keep knocking, next, 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 ah! And, through that, and they've had Bible studies that they've started in different homes as a result of this strategy. Isn't that wonderful? Now, what are the factors that affect multiplication? What are the things? Now, I'm talking specifically about multiplying yourself. Not just growing yourself, but multiplying it. And there is a difference between multiplying yourself and growing yourself. Growing yourself is great. We want that. But like I said, unless you can multiply, the chances of losing people become higher. One of the things the Holy Spirit said to me when I started our ministry was, your church will grow as you plant out. And truly, our church has grown. If we're still in Greenwich, we'll still be about 200 or so people, more or less. But we are over 2,000 now because we've been planting out. So that's just a fact. That's just a numerical reality, you see. So as a leader plants out, they multiply themselves. One of our churches um, in a certain area has been struggling for years, and they started to plant out. And just by planting out, they doubled. They planted and then they doubled. Yeah, so. Now, what are the factors that do not affect multiplication? Because many cell leaders will say something like this. I would like to do it, but I don't think I'm gifted. I don't think I'm able to do it. So, I mean, or maybe I'm not educated enough. I'm not empowered enough. I'm not an evangelist and so forth. So here are the factors that don't affect multiplication. And this is after Joe Kamiski had done his survey of 700 plus leaders. One. The leader's gender, their social class, their age, marital status, or vocation. In fact, he even adds their education as well. Does, in fact, the education affects it this way. The more educated, the less success they seem to have. That's actually what they found. The less educated ones tended to be more effective. Do you know why? Simple. Because the education is not getting in the way of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That is, that is it. So thank God I'm not that educated. But anyway, the leader's background is not an issue. So their, their gender, their social status, their age, their um, vocation, their marit marital status doesn't affect. They found that those who are mature in age and those who are young multiply themselves alike. Those who are professionals and those who are blue-collar workers, so to speak, they, they find they multiply themselves um, just as good. The only variance was between those who are well-educated and those who are not so educated. Those who are not so educated tended to do better. Even though those who are educated were able to multiply, but those who were not so educated tended to do better than the more educated ones. Secondly, they found the leader's personality type did not affect multiplication. And that was both introverted and extroverted leaders successfully multiplied their cells. 
And then the third thing they found, which was a shocker to him, was the leader's gifting. Because up until this point, Dr. Um, David Yonggi-Cho, who, of course, is the largest church in the world, over a million now, um, he, um, he used to assert that the evangelists, cell leaders, needed to have the gift of evangelism to be successful. But when this guy did the study, he found this, that those with the gift of teaching, pastoring, mercy, leadership, evangelism, etc., equally multiplied their cells um, as any other person. In other words, the leader's gift didn't decide whether they were able to multiply. Remember, the key variable that he discovered was the devotional life of the leader. The devotional life, which to me is fantastic because it means I can be pursuing Jesus and in the process, growing myself and multiplying myself. You understand? I don't have to be that educated. That there are other factors that will help you to multiply yourself, and they are as follows. Like we said, number one, the leader's devotional time. I'm going to keep saying this because this is so important. Those who spend 90 minutes or more in devotion, but they multiply their groups twice as much as those who spend less than 30 minutes. It doesn't mean that those who spend less than 30 minutes don't multiply their groups. They do. But it says that they don't multiply it as quickly and as effectively as those who spend a lot longer in prayer. Secondly, the cell leaders' intercession for cell members was a key factor to multiplying their group. So cell leaders who tended to pray daily for their cell members are most likely to multiply their group. This seemed to be the leader's most important work to unify and strengthen the group in preparation for multiplication. Isn't that interesting? You'd have thought the amount of lunches the leader had, the amount of talking to the person. No. It is the prayer for the members, without the members even being aware, that meant they could be more successful in multiplying their cell. Three, the leader spending time with God to prepare for a cell meeting was another key factor. Your preparation time is very, very important. I used to prepare, I think, I'm, if I remember correctly, there were the, the microwave preparations. We've all done them where we've, like, on the day as we're going to the cell meeting or as the cell meeting on the way to work, we start preparing. There were those days. But I found I tended to aim to prepare by Friday. My cell used to meet on a Tuesday. So I tried to prepare by Friday. Latest by Saturday. Sunday was, like, proper later. And so that I'm ready. So that be between the time of after I prepare and the cell meeting, I'm praying. So I aim to be prepared by Friday. And this is, you see, for those of you who we have this book, and I really will encourage you, um, we have different materials. You are already blessed. I don't even understand why some of you try to rediscover some other thing. It's, it's nice and that. But honestly... If I ask you, um, what is the Godhead, and you are floundering, if I ask you about um, the doctrine of baptisms, and you do not know, if I ask you about what is the process of being born again, and you do not know, if I ask you about what it means to be a disciple, and you are floundering, then honestly, feed on the Christian discipleship manual. Look at you looking at me. Because it will help you. And what I find, what I found helpful 
was being able to prepare and study materials that are already there. And then you get your own slant on it. But it feeds your spirit. So I would encourage you to try and prepare early. Let's say by Friday, Saturday later, so that Sunday, Monday, or whatever. Let's say you give yourself three days before the meeting. So that the time from after you prepare till the meeting, you are praying into the cell. You are bringing the cell before the Lord. And you don't have to worry about your um, notes. Amen. And what you also find is that you get fresh added stuff to the notes after you've prepared it. You get other stuff. Also, the leader spending time with God. Sorry, not God. Number four, setting of goals. Setting of goals is another key dynamic. The leader who fails to set goals that members remember has a 50% chance of multiplying their goals. Rather, setting goals increases it to 75%. So they found that leaders who fail to set goals, their, their, their potential, even though they've got the goals, they fail to communicate it, their, their potential to multiply was reduced by 25%. Five, your cell multiplication date is another factor. Now, you see, I, I believe in this so much as part of the goal setting strategy that you must prayerfully set a day. Andrew said something wonderful when he was sharing. He said that the Holy Spirit showed him by the end of next year. You see, you have to learn to hear from the Spirit. When you start a cell, often when you come before God and say, okay, this is the burden or whatever, often, immediately, he will give you the information. Often. But the information he gives you may seem Either not to your satisfaction, either it's too far, or maybe you think it's too near, but he immediately, like, your spiritual, you have this knowledge. Now, the secret is learning to capture that information. And that's why I tend to say, repeat back to God what you think he's telling you. This is what I feel you're saying, and make a note of it. Because therein lies your power. Because that's actually a rhema. That when your faith accesses, releases the power of God. So it is just as forceful as if God himself came and said, that serve the Lord, da, 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 da. When you are praying and you ask God, when should we multiply by? And in your spirit, you have an impression and you communicate to him, Lord, I feel you're saying this to me. And then he registers again that when you hold on to that and you begin to pray around that, it is just as forceful as if the senior prophet not came and gave you a word after he called your name when you were born, the size of your shoes, your ear size, the haircut you had, and all of that stuff, just to make you know that what God is about to tell you is the truth. All those other stuff doesn't really matter, you know. What matters is what God is actually saying. But the reason why all those other stuff come is to build your faith up to know that what's coming next is God. So after he says your name, your this, your that, and then he says, now you see that million pounds, give it to Joseph. You know God has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> All right, six. Another key factor for multiplication is training. Training. Cell leaders who feel better trained multiply their cells more rapidly. So here's what I would suggest to you. If you are planning on multiplying and you have an idea. Why don't you request for you and your leaders to be trained 
by someone who knows how to train. Like Andrew Boba. <laughs> or, you know, you can make a request to me as your pastor and say, look, I have a few people that um, we are ready. Can you give us a day and train us? And you will be trained. We will train you. Andrew and I, isn't it? <laughs> He's never sleeping. <laughs> right. <laughs> However, training is not as important as the leader's prayer life and goal orientation. Training is important, but it's not as important as the leader's prayer life and goal orientation. Can you believe that when I started self, I was trained by my church? Since that time, I wasn't trained by anybody. All the trainings I've had has been reading people's books, um, and um, I think I may have gone on one self thing. I can't even remember, so that's how good it was. Um, but the point I'm making is, is that the prayer life and the intentional goal setting that a leader adopts are very key. However, training is important because what training will do is it will reaffirm in you and your people what is already there. But here's another thing that's very even more powerful than asking someone to do the training for you. You train the people yourself. Because when you train them yourself, and we've got the training materials, when you use that and you train them yourself, not only will you build them up, you will build yourself up in the process. Yeah. And then another factor is how often the cell leader contacts new people. It's a key factor for multiplication. Often, some cell leaders leave it to their members to bring people, and that's it. That's a big mistake. Now, you may have gifted people who are natural evangelists who draw people. That's great. But if you're thinking of multiplying yourself, not only must you mobilize your members, but you must take it on yourself to contact new people and bring them in. It's very important. One, one day, I, I started a cell about three years ago, and what I did was I targeted people in our church who were not going to a cell. So just them. I just targeted them. And they were the only ones who knew I was starting a cell. And I just threw it out. And I, I set the date. And I, But what they didn't know was I had prayed over them. So when I was inviting them, there was the irresistible power of prayer that was pushing them to come to my cell, even though oh, I don't want to go to that cell. And that's what happens. But you see, what you have to see is when you're contacting people, you must bathe it with prayer. So this is what they found. Leaders who contact five to seven people per month have an 80% chance of multiplying. Leaders who contact one to three people per month have a 60% chance of multiplying. Leaders who visit eight or more new people each month multiply their groups twice as much as those who visit one or two. That's just statistics. This is, you can't lie with the truth. We're not talking about hundreds of people here. Five to seven people per month. You see, it's all about intention. The problem with many of us is we think we're so busy that we end up doing nothing. Because we think to get ourselves to multiply, we have to speak to 100 people every month. 100 people. No. I found this out as a cell leader. I just target Two or three, one or two every week, one or two every week. And myself, people will tell you, we, we were always winning the sale of the month. And it was embarrassing. And people say, Joe, what's your secret? And I just look at them like, really, there's no secret. I mean, because 
They said, you must be, I remember one lady saying, you must really evangelize. And, uh, I'm not sure if I'm, uh, yeah. Because I knew it wasn't, I wasn't evangelizing at all. It was just new people in the church that were coming on Sunday. That's all, I was just nabbing them. We all talked to them, and then I just said, uh, what cell do you go to? And then I'm going to pick them up. I'm going to pick them up. That was it. It's as deep as that. And then if somebody said, oh, if somebody asked them, and they said, if they said that somebody has already spoken, I said, fine, no problem. But then I will, I will eye them. Then the following week, I'll go, did you go to that cell? Oh, no, not really. Do you want to come to mine? Well, they didn't go. You didn't follow them up. They're not your property. So I'm not going to pick them up. Isn't it? You're not willing to pick them up. I'm willing. Yeah. That's it. Eight. Exhortation in cell groups to invite new friends. Invite your friends. to. Also encouraging cell members to bring people. Invite your friends to cell. It's another way in which cells multiply. Cell leaders who weekly encourage their members to invite visitors double their capacity to multiply their groups as opposed to those who do so occasionally or not at all. These are the statistics Joe Kamiski found. It's not, this is not, uh, the, the, the way you grow cells is not complicated. They are so simple. This is why I am convinced anybody can lead a cell. Anybody who is willing to live a holy life before God. To be honest with you, the biggest challenge anybody who wants to be a cell leader has is whether they're willing to be holy. That is the bottom line. Whether you're willing to live a consecrated life. If you are willing, then you're okay. If you are not, you will struggle. All this other stuff we're saying will just be... But if you are willing... Then fine. I mean, you may have a blip once in a while. We've had a few blips. You know, you may have a blip. You want to know what my blip is? I'll share mine, you share yours. How about that? Eh? <laughs> All right. And then, number nine, number of visitors to the cell is another factor. Those cell groups that had visitors coming, twos and threes every week, one or two, twos and threes every month, actually, maybe three to four visitors a month tended to do well. In fact, there was a direct relation between the number of visitors to a cell and the number of times the leader multiplies the groups. Direct correlation. And then finally, those cells that have six or more social meetings per month multiply their cells twice as much as those who only have one or more, or one or none. Now here's the interesting thing. This is a fact, and it's true. It speaks for itself. But with my cells in particular, I didn't have any social uh, thing after. You know, I'm not that kind of social action type of person. Uh, it's prayer, it's fasting, uh, it's none of this cinema business, and it's the word, it's the word. But I learned a secret, and it was this. Maximize your contact with them when you are with them. So I used the church times. And honestly, I'm telling you, that's what I did. People didn't know I was doing this, but that's what I did in my old church. So on Sundays, I made sure all the people that were part of my cell, they would have some kind of interaction with me. 
I will make sure. And I watch them like a mother hen. And if I notice, I'll be going to tell you, if I notice some, some, some of these weird older Christians who like to prey on young girls, if I notice them coming here, any of my, my girls, I'll just come around. <laughs> yeah. And, I'll, and I, would, I would make sure you know that I know. That, you know, now the, 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 the happy girls, and them, they wouldn't know what's going on. They just thought, oh, this is But I'll make sure you know that I know. Yeah, that's what we did to protect them. So none of, as far as I'm aware, well, they didn't tell me, but none of the people that I looked after had any problems with weirdos in the church. No, 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 because I make sure. I'm telling you, you, you think I'm joking. I was like a mother hen. So what I'm saying is the people that I was responsible for Every time I had the opportunity, there'll be some kind of interaction. Mm -hmm. I, you know, there's always. I don't care. Call it clique. I don't care what you call it. I am a cell leader. These are my members. So in church, because I'm not, I wasn't one for socializing. We're going to the cinema. We're going to Nando's together. So only after I got married, I started going to restaurants. I wasn't interested. Restaurant for who? We want to pray and fast and see God restaurant. But you see, uh, since then, we've caught up. But, <laughs> Yeah, but that's the truth. So I, I believe in the social stuff. I really think it's fantastic. But what I'm tra trying to say to you is that maximize the contact you already have, you see, and then add the social stuff to it. Because now, if I was younger, I'll do a little bit different. I'll still do what I did, make sure that in church I have contact, but I'll use the Sundays after service a lot more. So we'll go out and eat and, and stuff like that. And to be honest with you, that's all you need. You don't need Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I mean, seriously, we all got work. We've got busy life, you know. Just a Sunday. Go and have a meal once a month even. I'm not sure about going to watch Star Wars together or anything like that. I'm not sure about that, you know. And then another one. What, which, which, which one is this? Number what? Eleven. Eleven? Raising up assistant leaders. Raising up assistant leaders. It's another key. So always when I start a cell, I will target who my assistants are. So even when I'm gathering people, I factor in the assistance. Now, I don't tell them. No, you don't tell them. You don't say, you are going to be my assistant. They will run away. Most of the time, the people are like, no, blinking, wait, I didn't come for that. No, 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 no. So you don't tell them, come into my cell, make you my assistant. No, 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 no. No. They, they, they just find out they are. They are. By, you know, by what? No, 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 by, by, by the stealth of prayer and love and guidance. <laughs> Those leaders who gather a team double their capacity to multiply the cell. That's what happens. So if you learn to identify, so in the cell of about 12, I'll have two others that are my clear assistants who are actually, they're going to be the leaders. And then they wouldn't even know it. I will get them to start raising their assistant without them knowing it. You say, how do you do that? I just say, you know, Aaron, I want you to make sure that uh, you, you are sorting out the refreshments after. Can you find somebody to help you? That's it. Find someone. He's going to find somebody who is going to listen to him. That's it. None of this, now you are going to be my leader. Find your assistant. They'll be like, huh? No, no, no. And then you just give them, and then you just, you just give them, you just give them assignments. Now, um, can, you, can you call so-and-so and, -so and call that one and call that one and, and see how they're doing? And you call that one, call that one, and see what they're doing, how they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And I will call that one, that one, that one. But what you want to know, and I'm calling all the others to make sure, and calling you as well 
to make sure. And you do that for about two, three months, and then you don't have to supervise so much. Amen. Raise up your own assistance. Number 12. Also, the level of pastoral care for members by the cell leader is key. So cells are not that big, about 11, 7, 10, 11. Some of my cells went up to like 18. Some went up to like 25. I mean, one cell went up to like 30. Yeah, it is a church. Of course it's a church. But the point is, it wasn't a church. It was a cell. Uh -huh. so, so, so that's what we had. We couldn't say, now bring all the tithes and offering into the storehouse. We couldn't do that. We couldn't do that. <laughs> So, so, so um, I made sure that every one of them, I had my, my note, my book, my book. Well, these days it's no book, it's spreadsheet, Excel. And I'll type their name and it'll be there. So I'll see their name, see their name, and so that I can pray for them. So when I don't see them in church on Sunday, I want to know why. When I don't see them in a prayer meeting, I want to know why. Ask the cell members that I, well, myself, when they were younger. They'll tell you, they weren't allowed to miss fasting and prayer and any of that. I'll find out, why, why do you need that? I'll say, my parents don't let me. I said, don't worry, let's believe God, your parents will let you come. But you, the cell leader yourself, you miss prayer meetings. How do you expect your members to come? No, 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 no. They'll tell you. I'll tell you to them, it's Friday, we just finished uh, youth, youth service. It's 9.30. Where, where do you think you're going? We're going home now, Joe. No, no, no. Let's pray. We've got all night. Let's pray all night. <laughs> Impromptu all night. Ask them. <laughs> what are you doing? And, I, and then they'll say, oh, well, I want to. What are you doing? You're just sleeping at home. <laughs> I'm not saying you should do that now. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Pastoral care. And uh, it's important. You have your eye on all of them. And then finally, the level of pastoral oversight by senior leadership for cell leaders is another key factor, where you make sure that you as a cell leader, you're getting input from senior leaders. You are submitting reports if they're asking for it. You are making sure that if you're going through something, you're getting input into it so that you don't get discouraged and you don't drop off. All right, so these are some of the guidelines that helps in multiplication. Okay, questions and then we're gonna pray for each other. And he used to write, I used to write him with all my issues. You write and ask me, have you been praying? Have you been reading your Bible? And then I'll write back, oh, I don't, I'm not getting on my mum. I think I'm adopted. I don't like them. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to live with them. And all these things. But even though he went to Wales, he would, for three years or two years, however long it went, he was still writing backwards and forwards and keeping tabs on all of us. And Absolutely. so, and that, I don't even know how he found time to study and do that. I don't know what he was doing with the, all the rest of the other cell members, but he did. And, you know, he would write back and, you know, he would do all these little scribbles around the, the, the envelope and just little things to make me laugh and, you know, okay, encourage me. On, no, no. Don't tell him <laughs> <laughs> but it was really encouraging because, you know, I, I was having problems at home because my parents thought, what are you doing going to this thing all the time? What's wrong with you? You need to be coming to the Methodist church and all that kind of stuff. And it was really encouraging. So even if your members, especially young ones, go away um, to university or whatever, still write to them. You know, thank God we've got Facebook and Twitter and um, WhatsApp and all the rest of it. 
just a line to them every so often, how are you, etc., is really, really helpful. And that really helped me, honestly, it helped me.